Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, we talked O-line yesterday, how I'm building my defensive line. Could one hawk benefit from a new CBA in the NBA? And do you draft or do you sign a free agent for another wide receiver? It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. We ask you to head to youtube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta in your search browser when you get there. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Roku, and Amazon Fire is two additional ways that you can get all of our great content. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. So we talked about the offensive line yesterday. So here's how I would build my defensive line. And this is the important part, right? So, number one, my number one free agent target in all of the offseason, no matter position, no matter what, would be Javon Hargrave, a guy who can be a double-digit sack guy in the interior of this defensive line. Now, I don't particularly like the edge rush class of free agents. I like more of the second-tier guys. Justin Houston and Gakwe. I don't like the Marcus Davenports or the Jadavion Clownies or some of those guys that are at the considered the top level guys. I think you really overpay for some of those guys. So my number one target would be Javon Hargrave to pair him up with Grady Jarrett. But if I couldn't get a Hargrave, somebody like a Draymond Jones and and I say Draymond Jones more than uh, Dalvin Tomlinson simply because I think that Draymond Jones is a better pass rushing interior offensive lineman. Tomlinson is a guy that really disrupts things. He's not probably a closer, but he really disrupts the interior of your defensive line. But if I'm looking for maybe a guy who's a little bit better closer, then Jones is is that guy that, that he – Draymond Jones is probably a little bit better closer. That's maybe the biggest difference between those two. But I'll sign a high-caliber free agent interior defensive lineman to partner up with Grady, who's never really had that guy standing next to him that is a game wrecker. But if I could get my hands on Javon Hargrave, no matter the cost, and if I have to overspend on him, I'll overspend on him. I'll back up the brink. In fact, I'll... Wherever he's living, I'll back a dump truck up to his house, back it up in the driveway, okay, one of those big, you know, dump trucks that lifts up, and I'll pull into his driveway, and I raise that dump truck up, and I just pour cash on his driveway, and it just makes like a, you know, like how those big piles of mulch that you have delivered, you know, to your driveway, it'd be that in cash, and then he could just take it and shovel it and put it in a wheelbarrow and take it inside the house. So I'll back up the Brinks truck for him. But I do want a high caliber 
defensive interior lineman to partner up with Grady because I'm not as impressed with the edge class in free agency. So once I have my defensive lineman standing next to Grady, okay, we've got Lorenzo Carter in place. I said that that, you know, about a month or so ago on the podcast, I like that move. I like him being a rotational guy. Okay. Now, the other thing that I do is assuming that I can get Caleb McGarry's deal done, then I go into the draft at number eight and I get my defensive edge player. I get Tyree Wilson or Miles Murphy or somebody like that, maybe potentially a Keon White. Some people think that would be a little bit high, but if he's a first round talent, he's a first round talent. So I'll go get my defensive end at or defensive edge player, if you will, at number eight. So then I've got my big time free agent interior guy, Grady Jarrett. I've got Arnold Ebicady, who we've talked about. I think there's more pressure on Ebicady. And I know Desmond Ritter is a popular choice, but well, Desmond Ritter's got to step up. Yeah, but if Desmond Ritter doesn't step up, you can get in the quarterback business. If Ebicady isn't a, a player, then we start spinning our wheels about, okay, we still can't fix any of the things that really ail us. So Ebicady, I think, has the most pressure on him to step his game up and be that competent edge player. So I start Ebicady right from scratch, all 17 games on one side. I take my number eight pick on the other side, my big-time free agent signing in the middle, partnered up with Grady, and then I also sign, I've got Carter in place, then I also grab a Justin Houston, a Yannick Ngakwe, and those guys become maybe more rotational players. Now, Houston probably fits that mold more than Ngakwe because I do think that Ngakwe is going to look at starter type of money. Now, if I do sign Ngakwe, maybe if Ebicady gets off to a slow start, maybe if the number eight pick isn't quite ready yet, then I could start Ngakwe right from the jump. I could have him right from the jump. He started 15 games last year. I could go put him in right from the jump. But one of those, even if it's just more of a specialty guy, even if I, I sign a Justin Houston and he's mostly a third down guy, I'm good with all of that. But guys that are in the rotation. So I have Carter, a free, a, a mid-tier free agent signing in Ngakwe or Houston or somebody like that as rotational pieces with Ebicady ideally and the number eight draft pick on the outside. And then my big time home run free agent interior guy to pair up with Grady Jarrett. And if I can have all of that, if I can put all of that together, and certainly the cap is feasible. These are guys that are free agents and draft picks. I'm not giving up capital to trade for this guy or that guy or whatever like that, right? But certainly Hargrave would be my number one target in all of free agency. That would be the guy. More than, more than trading for Lamar Jackson, more, more than doing anything else, I have to get disruptive on my defensive line. We are by far and no means any sort of disruptive team on our defensive line. And this is going to be, to me, the number one thing that the Falcons have to figure, even more than quarterback. Because I can get in the quarterback business at some point. But if I can't get my defensive line, look, 
we talk about this in the NFL, okay? If there's one thing that your defense has to do, one thing that your defense has to be able to do, it is sack the quarterback. And I don't want to, that's why I don't want Jesse Bates or corners or anything like that. I had a caller on, on I was filming on the morning show, caller said, well, you know, if we have, you know, a really good corner to partner up with AJ Terrell, we can get coverage sack. There's no, there's no such thing as a coverage sack. That's mythology. You get sacks because guys come off the edge and they disrupt the offensive line of scrimmage. That's how you get sacks. That's the only way that you get sacks. All of that other stuff is mythology. It's falderall, right? Give me a guy that disrupts in the interior. Give me a guy that can come off the edge, and I partner him up with my second-round draft pick from last year. So, Eva Katie on one side, number eight pick on the other, a Houston and a Carter in my rotation with Grady and my top-tier free agent, whether it's a Hargrave or Draymond Jones or somebody like that on the interior, and now I can become a dis disruptive defensive line. All right, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Listen, FanDuel is America's number one sports book, and when you go to FanDuel.com today, you can claim your no-sweat first bet where you can get as much as $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. You can bet on everything from prop bets, money lines, point scores, and you can combine your bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So head to FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and claim your no sweat first bet where you can get as much as $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. So I was reading an article in Forbes uh, online and talking about the new CBA that is, is being proposed. And, you know, there's an opt-out date by the 31st of March. So the NBA is trying to get this thing done and get it done very quickly before the end of the month. If some of the things that go through, that are proposed to go through, happen, one guy should be very happy, and that is DeJounte Murray. Now, we know that DeJounte Murray is going into next year in the last year of his contract. He plays his final year. He will be an unrestricted free agent after that, okay? But according to Forbes, one of the things that's being proposed is currently in the CBA, a player can get as much as 120% above their current salary in an extension, okay? So hundred take 120%. So at this point, um, you're looking at uh, uh, a $17.7 million deal for DeJounte Murray. That's what he goes into next year with, okay? They can offer him as much as 120% on, according to the current uh, CBA agreement. But the new CBA is looking at increasing that to 140 to 150%. So right now, as of right now, the Hawks, if they extended under the old condition of the CBA, a contract extension to DeJounte Murray, it would be four years and $95.2 million. 
if this new percentage and they get the bump and the new CBA goes to 140 or 150, if, uh, if it's on the 150 side, then that number can go up to four for 119. Now that's for an extension, okay? Now, here's the thing though. They, they say in the article that even if Murray gets that kind of extension, say it's four for 119, and I got no problem with that paying DeJounte Murray good money, it would still make him the 14th highest paid point guard in the league, right? 14th among salaries and stuff like that. So I think realistically that it's going to be a situation where DeJounte Murray test the free agent market. Why? Why is he going to potentially test the free agent market? And look, Murray right now, 21 points, six assists, five rebounds a, a game, okay? Here's what he's looking at. If, if the cap goes up to 140.7 million, that's supposedly what is being estimated as the new NBA cap for next year, for, for, 24, 20, for the 2024 season, 2025 season, um, it would be $140.7 million, okay? So the Hawks would be able to offer on the top end five years and $244.8 million, whereas another team that would come in could offer them four for $181.5 million. So even if some team, if he goes on the open market, Another team can offer them, you know, the Hawks can offer them the fifth year with the bird rules and all that kind of stuff. But you're looking at five years and another quarter billion dollars. Now, I don't know if DeJounte Murray's that valuable of a player, but certainly is he not in line to get even a bigger contract than what a John Collins has? I mean, you look at guys like Jalen Brunson and people like that. Could he not make more money than even a Brunson? I mean, you're talking probably about a $30 million a year player on your cap. Now, to put that in perspective, Trey Young, who's going into his super max years, right? You know, he's going to go, he's about $40 million right now. I think he goes up to $47 million next year. So he's going to run you over the next couple of few years, 46 to $49 million on the cap. Could DeJounte Murray be a $30 million player in that market? Oh, absolutely he could. So would I love to just be able to extend Murray? If it's four for 119, I got no problem with that. But if he tests free agency and he gets a, a, a deal from another team, but the Hawks can offer him the fifth year, uh, then it gets kind of dicey because do the Hawks want to go into that almost quarter billion dollar realm over five years for DeJounte Murray? Yeah, you know, that that gets that gets awfully expensive at that point because now we're talking about, okay, what do you do with Hunter? What do you do with Collins? What do you do with Capella? And I do think some, I think of, look, Bogey's not going to take his player option, okay? He's going to shop his wares on the open market. So that's not a problem. If, if if he walks and he goes, okay, I'd rather have Bogey leave me than put $18 million on the cap for his player option. Because now we're really going to get into serious luxury tax mode, okay? So I'm hoping that the Hawks could find a way 
to extend DeJounte Murray. I hope Murray doesn't hit free agency. I, I if 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 he hits free agency when all is said and done, it's gonna cost the Hawks a lot. And he may well do that. And and that's why this is all so important. You know, look, yes, it's the the future, the future plans of what this Hawks team is gonna be and what Quinn Snyder and all this kind of stuff. You know, we talk everything about Trey Young, but certainly DeJounte Murray is a guy that they have to assess whether or not he fits in this organization. What can we pay him? How much are we going to dip into our pool of money to pay him for? Do we move on from a John Collins? Do we move on from a DeAndre Hunter? Do we move on from a Clint Capella? Because I think one of those three guys is going to end up getting moved by the time the draft happens. And now if you move one of those guys, now maybe the blow of either extending DeJounte Murray potentially, or if you have to dip in the free agent pool where you re-sign him as a free agent, you, you kind of free up some more money. But this team, make no mistake about it, this team is going in the luxury cap next year, or luxury tax, I should say, next year, because Hunter's contract is, is bigger. You, you got more money allocated to John Collins. You got more money allocated to Trey Young. You got more money allocated to um, Clint Capella. So even without bogey and all these things, it's still going to put them in the luxury tax. Now the question is for the Hawks and Tony Ressler more specifically. Yeah, Landry Fields can say whatever he wants, but if Tony Ressler only wants to be so far into the luxury tax, then Tony Ressler is only going to be so far in the luxury tax. And that's why the idea of getting DeJounte Murray, who could really benefit from, he's a guy that is probably undervalued based upon the current CBA and based upon the deal that he signed. He's probably looking at a guy that will certainly command a big salary if he hits the free agent open market. But even if he gets extended, maybe that's a way for the Atlanta Hawks to keep him in place without letting him hit free agency. All right, let's talk about our folks over at Built Bar. Listen, new year, new you, right? We're all trying to get in shape. We're trying to eat a little bit healthier. We're looking for those snacks, lower sugar, lower carbs, lower calories, but we want the high protein aspect of it as we're working out, right? Built Bar's got you covered. So you can go to Built.com today, check out their wide selection of all the different products that they have, all of the new flavors that are coming online, whether you want the traditional protein bars, whether you want the marshmallow or the protein-infused marshmallow puffs, either one, they're great. But listen, now you can go to either Walmart in the pharmacy section and pick up a box of Built Bars, or you can head over to Sam's Club and pick up a box of Built Bars. So whether you want to go the brick-and-mortar route to the store and get your box, or you want to go online to Built.com and check out what they have, either way now, you have more options available to get your hands on Built Bars. Built Bars are fantastic. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, but only four grams of sugar. So pick up your box of Built Bars today, either at Built.com or Sam's Club or Walmart. So when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons, we just saw that literally just a few minutes ago, Adam Feline is now a free agent, right? He's He's been cut by the Minnesota Vikings. So Here's a top wide receiver that for the last few years has been a really good player. Certainly different free agent uh, uh, free agent guys on the marketplace, okay? So do you sign a free agent? Because we can always use 
another free agent. We can certainly use a number two wide receiver on this roster, right? Even though we've invested the number eight pick and pass catcher, number four pick and pass catcher. But, you know, if we're looking at adding another piece to our wide receiver room, certainly the Falcons could use one of those guys. Now, what do you do, though? Do you go the free agent route or do you draft somebody? Okay. I'm all about drafting. A couple of reasons why. If you look at last year, the top 20 yardage wide receivers or pass catchers, let's 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 broaden it to pass catchers. Of the top 20 pass catching guys from last year by yardage, okay, only one guy, and I believe it, it was only one guy, Christian Kirk was a free agent signing. Everybody else out of the top 20 yardage leaders at pass catcher were either drafted by the drafted by somebody drafted by their team or they picked them up in a trade that's tyree kill right one of the top guys in that was a trade you know or you know you go with you go with jefferson or somebody like that you know Diggs was a trade right so it's either trade or draft is where you get all the big yardage guys from in the nfl not from free agency and the problem becomes that you way overpay for free agent guys like that that maybe don't match their production or maybe peaked in that year. So I am all about drafting when it comes to grabbing a wide receiver, okay? I am all about drafting a wide receiver. Now, not first round, not second round, not third round. Find you somebody fourth, fifth, sixth round, whatever like that, and draft them. You know, again, like a Russell Gage type of player, right? Who maybe he wasn't a tremendous number two, but he stepped into that role and, and did some good things as a number two wide receiver. But if I'm thinking about this, I don't necessarily need a legitimate number two. I've got Kyle Pitts and I've got Drake London. Those are kind of 1A, 1B. I'm looking for somebody, Zacchaeus could be a slot guy and, and he's in the mix, but I don't need to have somebody who can be a, a legitimate number two wide receiver. I got one guy on one side, Drake London on the other, and that's my big time guys. I'm going to have Kyle Pitts in the mix of all of this. So rather than overspending for a free agent wide receiver, I would much rather go the route of drafting a guy. Now you could put, again, we can argue about the names and and who's, you know, what name is on the back of the jersey and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I haven't perused who's going to be available fourth round, fifth round, whatever like that for wide receivers yet. But certainly I would much rather go the route of drafting a guy, drafting a Russell Gage type of player and developing him and making him a part of the offense because I've got London, I've got Pitts, I've got high draft capital in those guys. And those guys are going to be my primary targets. Those guys are going to get tons of targets. We saw Drake London at the end of last year. Desmond Ritter and Drake London had a really good connection with one another, and there was a lot of targets there. And certainly when Kyle Pitts comes back, he's going to get targeted probably over, I would guess this year he'll probably be over 100. 110 to 115, 120 targets this year. Because I think they'll use him. And I think that this has got to be his big year. And then again, we have our, we also have, if we 
bring back Michael Pruitt. That's our other unicorn that we got. Oh, he's not a unicorn. Oh, we had twice as many touchdowns as Kyle Pitts. Anyway, we can discuss that a, a whole nother time. But I'm more in the business of going out and drafting a wide receiver to get that second guy than I am overspending on free agency. And it's not that there aren't guys that could give you some production, but when you look at, again, the stat, if you look at the top 20 yardage wide, I should say yardage pass, because Travis Kelsey is in that mix as well, yardage pass catchers, there's one guy that was a free agent signing. Everybody else, trade, draft. So that's the better route to go. And I'm using history as my guide, and I'm not overspending. Just because we have money doesn't mean we have to spend it foolishly. Just because we've got dollars under the cap, and this is why you get into why you have lots of cap space, because you don't draft well or you don't pick your personnel very well. And that's why we have all this cap space. Having cap space in the NFL is not a good thing. It means you probably didn't draft well or develop players very well. So let me go in the draft, not first, not second, not even third, fourth and on, let me go find a wide receiver of a caliber of a Russell Gage. Who, do, who listen, I know he's probably in some ways his own unicorn because he really developed from a special teams player into a competent wide receiver, but I can find more of those guys than overspending for somebody who cost me a lot of money, maybe doesn't match the production, and I'm still going to be a run-first offense when all is said and done. I'll allocate my dollars on offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, on all those more premier positions than wide receiver in free agent dollars. All right, well, thank you so much for making Hit and Art with John Chuck for your first listen every day. Make sure you make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available Odyssey, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you get all of your favorite podcasts from. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com. Put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Be a part of our community. Trying to get to 6,000 folks on our YouTube page. So give us, a, give us a, a comment. Leave us the comment there and hit that subscribe button. We are free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Spotify, Odyssey, Apple, wherever you get your favorites, you can download us for free. Roku and Amazon Fire is also where you can catch us on all of these platforms. Grab our great content there and then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll be back with you on Monday. This has been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. 